Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR. Brought to you by GlanviaConnect.com. Hello and welcome to Farm View. Well, as usual, it's Kieran O'Connor here with your weekly farming programme. Once again, I have a very busy show for you this week. And on this week's programme, I'll discuss the huge impact of farm payments with sweeping changes to EU's Common Agricultural Policy, the CAP. I'll also discuss how forest owners are warned to know the value of their forestry plantations at this crucial time for the forest industry in Ireland. And plus, I'll hear how the Irish Community Air Ambulance Service are encouraging agribusiness to support its vital service for rural Ireland. And plus, as always, I love our farming calendar. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR. With GlanviaConnect.com. Thousands of products in the palm of your hand. Well, last week, the Brussels Common Agricultural Policy, one could say the battle is over, because last weekend, last Friday, actually, the shape of farm payments and schemes for most of the next decade was decided. Well, that's what we think at this stage. And joining us on the line is a man with his fingers very much on the pulse and following this whole Common Agricultural Policy, or CAP Talks, as they are talking, which are so crucial for the farming and agri-sector. And that's Pat O'Toole of the Farmers Journal. Pat, thanks for taking our call. No problem, Karen. Pat, last Friday, effectively, decisions decided. Is this cast in stone, Pat, before we discuss what was decided or is there still wriggle room within what was announced last Friday? Well, the deal is over the line. It was agreed between the three pillars, I suppose, of the European political process, the Parliament, the Commission and the Council of Ministers, who were represented by the famous Troika, the three ministers currently holding the presidency, the person who's taken it over in July, and the uh, Germans who held the presidency up to Christmas. So that's that's the reality of the, of the agreement. The Parliament actually leveraged a lot of their policies through, and then the Council of Ministers met on Monday and Tuesday and by Monday lunchtime had signed off of this week and by Monday lunchtime had signed off on the deal. Mm. So it's done. Right. But there are flexibilities within the uh, agreement to be decided at national level. Pat, for many farmers, a lot of farmers in Ireland, it would mean a cut in direct payments from anything between 30 and 60%. Very few will, will be significantly better off. And also, there's really a loss of 300 million to the eco-scheme. So all of a sudden, the eco-schemes or the greening uh, agenda is becoming a huge part of it, but in general, most farmers will be dropping between 30 and 60 percent. That's if you take if you take in the basic payment, which I suppose at the moment accounts for the whole 1.2 billion of pillar one payment. The first thing we know off the top is that 25 percent of that 300 million is being taken away from direct payments and put into the eco schemes fund. We are sketchy yet on exactly how that money will be distributed back to farmers, but there will be net gainers and net losers out of that. But the reality is that what was money which arrived in every October, once you satisfy the cross compliance criteria. Now farmers will have to stretch a lot further for that money uh, through the eco-scheme. So it won't be income uh, per se, but but money uh, which will be linked to farm investment and improvement of the environmental status of the farm. So that's the first thing. So when you take that 300 million out, it means that there's only 900 million left to go around. And within that, there's further ambition in terms of convergence where higher entitlements will be cut to pay lower entitlements. There's the possibility of front loading, which would be where 10% of money is set aside. That'll be another 120 million to be paid out on, for instance, the first 10 hectares of everyone's holding, which would again 
transfer money from larger holdings to smaller holdings. So there's going to be a lot of movement of money and the reality is a lot of money will move out of a county like Waterford which has higher than average payments at the moment. In fact, the highest average payments in the country. Most farmers' point of view, particularly the smaller, the dry stock farmers who are literally utterly dependent on the common agricultural policy of that checking the post. And then of course we have the whole area of active farmers and young farmers. So breaking it down into categories, the small guy here or let's say the, the guy who is dependent on, on the common agricultural policy on that checking the post, they're really going to be most affected here, are they? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, whether you go by the National Farm Survey, which Chagas run, or the CSO figures, or the IFA's own income assessment uh, for the end of each year, we know that the vast majority of the net income that dry stock farmers have is related to direct payments. So a cut in a, a dry stock farm direct payments is a cut in his income. Tillage farmers, about between 50 to 70% of their income comes from direct payments. Dairy farmers, it's 38% and falling. Mm-hmm. Dairy farmers are less dependent in terms of their net income for uh, on direct payments. But having said that, a lot of new and expanding dairy farmers have very challenging uh, repayment schedules and if milk price was to fall the buffer of a decent direct payment is very very right. important in their business model so that's going to be an issue as well right. I'm sure from the European point of view both Parliament and Commission really they are the big winners here and uh, I suppose really from an Irish point of view we're so dependent on agriculture and the agri-industry as an industry to the country we are going to be the big losers here definitely in, in terms of politically Parliament won the day I think that the initial if you go back to 2018 when we engaged on the discussions around a reform it looked like it was going to be a light reform Phil Hogan was the Ag Commissioner at the time and he talked about evolution of course the challenge of climate change has come front and centre on the agenda and the requirement for environmental payment became unanswerable I suppose Um, and of course it has to be remembered that this is all happening separate to but in parallel with the Climate Action Plan and the Climate Action Bill which was passed this month in in our Parliament domestically we're going to have sectoral targets for farming. That's going to be a tall ask. So effectively we're meeting climate challenges with uh, the existing cap budget. There's no new money for the new challenges. So a dilution of the basic payments, which are linked, I suppose, historically mm. to production and to the entitlement ownership and land ownership, a dilution of those payments right. was inevitable and that's what's happened. And Pat, really, farmers, and we've said it several times over the last few weeks and months, talking about cap and what's coming down the track, farmers are going to be asked to do more to get less than this $300 million in the eco-schemes. This is where it's all going to be at for the farmers to get that extra payment. They'll have to go through hoops and loops. Indeed, most of them, I must say, and fair play to a lot of farmers, are taking on board what needs to be done but this is where the payment are going to depend on for them these these eco eco schemes yeah and there's a huge amount of measuring to be done we have the signpost program within Chagas unfortunately the problem is the clock is ticking and we're going to have the new system of payments we're coming in 2023 we have the interim payments for this year and next year which are based on the old model apart from a cut in payments across the board of a couple of percent because the budget is reduced uh, there'll be no impact but in 2023 the new model will come mm. in so all that measuring and all that assessment of the environmental status of farms in terms of the eco-schemes which will be done on a point system a fair idea that farms will be evaluated on a point basis in terms of the status of uh, biodiversity of the likes of hedgerows and in the areas of uh, biodiversity like little little groves and, and the woodland in terms of the quality of the soil and status of it, the carbon output of the farm, the 
air quality and the water quality. So those are going to be the kind of uh, criteria that the right. eco schemes payments will be based on. And what we expect is that there will be a combination of incentivized schemes and also payments as a reward for the current developed environmental stages of the farm. So farms of high nature value will be recognised and rewarded for their effort. That's all broad sketching. There's a huge amount of detail to be uh, to be determined yet and as you know only too well the mm. devil is in the details. Yeah, so exactly. it'll be a process of evolution over the next couple of years. Well, well Pat, once of all to you and to all at the um, Farmer Journal indeed for keeping everybody up there. It's a very complicated issue. It's a very important issue of common agricultural policy. 2023 is the deadline. As you said, the devil will be in the detail and I'm sure we'll be keeping updated on that over the next few crucial months. Pat O'Toole, Irish Farmer Journal. Thanks as always Pat for taking our call. We'll talk to you in the near future. Well, Waterford Forest owners have been warned that they should obtain full value of their investments. To discuss this, we're joined by Tom Hickey from Strabley. He's secretary of the Waterford Forest Owners Group. Tom, obviously, you've sent out this notice, and really, it's a very important one for forest owners. Yeah, it is. Uh, forest is an all-time high. I have to believe it, but there's a world scarcity of timber. It isn't just the issues here in Ireland that's driving the price of it. And while the price now has gone up, it's gone up about seventy percent um, clear fell solar since before Christmas, and um, we don't think it's going to fall. But so much building going on the demand is there and there's not enough timber we're only at I think about 10 or 11% planted in Ireland and they want to be around 30% to be self-sufficient yeah. so we're long ways off we're concerned now the most important thing would be the people that have timber that they get the value for it and uh, it's a once in a lifetime kind of an investment yes. like it take 35 years for citrus spruce maybe another year too long to get the full value and so like you get one shot at it make the best of it that's what I would say to people like that now in the 80s and 90s Tom there was an explosion a lot of people got involved a lot of private companies got involved and a lot of planting took place in Watford and the South East so obviously they're coming to fruition now yeah there's all coming in now together and one of the challenges is we're first generation and when people come to somebody's house knocking at their door so to speak buy their forest people don't know they don't know the value they just don't know the value they're selling the KFR bill of silage <laughs> they know the value yes. they know the value for this and that's why we're asking people if someone come to your house to, uh, a forest to see an officer buy get in writing and go to somebody and have a chat let it come to our group any of us we put you in the right direction or the tigers that bring in there too to know you're getting the value always remember that it's a once off opportunity mm. don't miss it. you won't get second opportunity and Tom you put your finger on it there when you set corn in early spring if I was setting spring barley my you. harvest is the following September is. this it's is 30 years 30 it's years. a lifetime it's 30 years it's 30 years and besides though we have we have one this is amazing there's one hectare one forest of plant there harvest in the last week and it actually valued out at 48,000 euros the hectare so 48,000 48,000 for the hectare Whoa. so it's just it was, it, was, it was just a fantastic crop it's one of those crops you'd like looking right. at it was done right the whole way up just thin properly the people that done it all the way through they done it it was maintained and for, managed it was done with the long term view they wasn't in for the quick heel they looked after the interest on that and that's the way to go and as regards uh, you mentioned the price there a huge price but what's yep. the average at the moment say for Cisco spruce or what, what type of when Cisco spruce now say that's not mature we had a clear fill there, there the last week and about the value about something short of 15,000 an so, acre yeah, yeah, so, that's it, yeah. as regards uh, the demand obviously there's huge demand Ireland importing an awful yeah, lot of yeah. timber yes. with the whole problem with licences yes, and that yes. it's a supply and uh, demand game as such but really um, the demand out there for quality timber Irish grown timber is huge yeah the challenge is not only the, the, the 
this is a call out for the licenses here. It's a world shortage. We see there the last year or two the numbers of fires in Australia and, and different places. Oh, it's a massive amount of forest being burned down. Argentina, Brazil, they took down so much forest, all they wanted to be was grass for cattle. There's less and less land being planted. We're about a third of the way there in this country. The, the, the demand is going to continue. People are not using coal anymore. They're more and more timber. timber. Mm. That's where it's going. And also for the environment. Now, people don't understand this. Like, that we are, there's some of us here in the county we are carbon neutral at this stage and we're not, we're not getting the value for it yes. or the credit for it but that's the way it's going to be and carbon credits as you say <coughs> is so important a lot of people who got involved in forestry <coughs> and people frowned at people putting land as yes. they felt into a forestation it's very attractive there's guaranteed premium there's yes, grants yeah. yes. and of course you're helping the environment you're helping the it's environment it's a win-win it's a win-win you're helping the environment but it's also once you get it established it's, it's an easy way like you just have you can, it goes itself get it past the first two or three years it, it goes yourself and um, it's value that's what I'm going back at the whole time it's a value it's only going one way it might be a little blip now and then but the market is getting bigger and bigger now you only have to go into buy stakes for fencing this week yes. you can see the prices of it are going up already building houses everyone see the cost part of that is timber is scarce and they use more and more timber and the demand is there Tom for guys out there obviously there's mm. uh, several enterprises that are struggling as regards decent margins for yeah. farmers yes, yes. what would be your advice for guys contemplating getting involved in forestry where should they go for advice and indeed what would you say to them because there was a bit of a stigma attached to people turning as I say ground into into forestation yeah when I, the real answer is that I know Keaton, anybody that has um, a mature crop ready for clear fill worth over 40,000 hectare there's no stigma there and that answers and they're proud of it yes. uh, but we're, we're all slow to change and um, it's a slow process getting the message across to the younger people now and showing them the value of it and uh, not only we'd be very strong for fair and forest I'm not called farmer forester I mean the con- not just a conventional farmer but someone like yourself a media man yes. a teacher a working someplace else they'd have their few acres too and see the average size in Europe so part time farmers is ideal or, or, ideal for them and they, have no, they might have no other interest in farming other than the forest now in Europe the average size for forest is 78 hectares 10 to 1000 acres 100 acres they get more and more people involved right. in it and they have a different system they are now they're not going for a clear field they're going for continuous cover do you know what I mean and so Tom, it's a huge potential for it. And as I say, while the stigma has been there, and I think, thankfully, it is diminishing big time. Yes, it is. But as regards, it's guaranteed premium. It is. It's it's an attractive grant to help you plant it. it. So really, it it's a win-win. It, it's an area people should explore more, literally. They should. And they are, they are, they are doing it more. Long term, it's so positive, even for transferring property to your family, it's just more or yes. less tax-free. And then um, we want to give, pass on the few barber, or yes. later on your life, yes. the next generation, put it into forestry, mm. and it'll be tax-free. Like the timber be, be tax free like, you know? well Tom to you and I mm. involved in the Waterford Forest Owners Group you're doing great work and I think mm. your press release saying yeah. that forest owners should obtain full value of their investment it's so key and for anybody out there get advice from the experts the advices out there are from the forest uh, Waterford Forest Owners Group because yes. you're you're sitting on a very valuable asset of course, of course we are and, and there's plenty of advice there Tigers are brilliant if you want to contact yourself we'll put you in the right yeah. direction and we will be part of the Irish wood producers to our business services for the marketing so we know the value of we're getting it right, first time Tom Hickey Secretary of the Warford Forest Owners Group Tom thanks for taking this time out to talk to us and listen best to look in the future thank you Kieran. thank you very welcome Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR brought to you by glanviaconnect.com and you're welcome back to part two of 
Farmview. Now, before we'll hear all about the Irish Community Air Ambulance Service plea to the agribusiness to support their vital service for rural Ireland, let's have a look at some items from our farming calendar. First of all, turning to our marts, great to see the marts back up and running, of course, with ringside buyers and indeed great support every week to our local livestock marts. This Saturday morning, Wofford Ross Mart in Nouros, cattle sales from half nine, calf sales from ten. While on Monday, it's Dungarvan Marts, weekly sales with calf sales from half past ten and cattle sales from eleven. And remember, all sales are also online now at Livestock Live. Com. Now turning to our markets and what an array of farmer markets and country markets we have around our city and county with fabulous produce available daily right across the city and county. This Saturday morning, Warford Farmers Market, John Robert Square, Tremor Farmers Market, Priest Road, Tremor, and also of course on Saturday morning, Strabley Farmers Market every Saturday morning from 10 until 1 in the beautiful village of Strabley. Sunday, there's more Farmers Market, Castle Avenue, there's more Picturesque setting every Sunday in Lismore from 10 until 4. Ardmore Farmers Market back up and running just off the beach car park every Sunday from 11 to 3 every Sunday in Ardmore. And Thursday is Dungarvan Farmers Market, Grattan Square, Dungarvan every week, every Thursday morning from 9 until 2. While on Friday mornings you have two country markets in Dungarvan. You have Dungarvan Country Markets at the Scouts Den in Abbeyside from 9 until 1. While in the city we have Warford Farmers Market in St. Olive's Hall running every Friday from 9 until 1. On the show jumping front, the Shanakill House Equestrian Centre is very popular unregistered summer pony leagues are up and running and great attendances every Friday they continue every Friday from 5 with the finals planned for the end of August Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR with glanviaconnect.com Ireland's biggest online farming shop and more well the Irish Community Air Ambulance launched a campaign to encourage agribusiness to support its service it's inviting more than 400 companies to become supporters of Air Ambulance a very good charity indeed and joins on the line is a board member of the community Community Air Ambulance, and that's Colm Eustace. Colm, welcome to our program. Thanks very much, Kieran. Delighted, delighted to be to be on the program. Colm, the background, uh, the Irish Community Air Ambulance, the idea of it. When was it set up? And obviously, we all know about the National Ambulance Service, but you might give us the background to why we have the Irish Community Air Ambulance. Yeah, Kieran, the Irish Community Air Ambulance is is a helicopter medical service based in Rakul, uh, Mallow County Corp. And as the name suggests, it's a helicopter air ambulance service uh, that can put a 25,000 square kilometre area within 30 minutes of critical care in one of the critical care hospitals. It's founded in 2019, so it's new. It does approximately 500 call-out missions per year. They're all critical ones. It's an organisation that works hand and glove with the state agency such as the National Ambulance Service, as you mentioned, and uh, MERS a very successful Welsh and Scottish model. So it's local, Kieran, and it is an organisation, a charity that is funded exclusively by donation. So as you mentioned at the top of the programme, uh, we're launching an appeal this week to Ireland's agribusinesses. We feel it's a charity that aligns very closely with the agribusiness customers and the communities that support them. So Obviously, the rural... The background, and, Kieran. Yeah, and as you mentioned there, the farming, the agri, the rural community, these are the people that when, unfortunately, you have an accident, and unfortunately, we've had too many serious accidents on farm, and we know from our own family, indeed, the importance of air ambulance as regards getting somebody critically injured to um, hospital ASAP. As regards that, the fact it's rural, the fact that it's affecting the farming community, sure, you'll get good support from them, because it's really rural, a rural-based um, charity. Yeah, absolutely, Kieran. Obviously, if you're living in a rural part, and there is a very unfortunate accident, there is what the medical 
typical people talk about a golden time period to get care and you know if you're if you're in a remote rural area and actually 18% approximately of the call out missions are farm related so mm. if you're in a remote rural area you have to hold within the critical time period of, of getting care unless unless you have the service one air ambulance based in Mallow can put a very substantial territory within 30 minutes of, of critical mm. care and, and it works as I say hand in glove with the National Ambulance Service so there's a, there's a decision making process uh, at central with that is in conjunction with the making that vital the call Air yeah. Ambulance Service yeah. you know to decide whether there's a need for, for the helicopter service and obviously Colm the cost involved everything like this costs a lot of money what type of costs are involved with having a helicopter based as you say in Rathcool just outside Mallow the type of costs involved and the annual cost of running such crucial service now at this stage yeah our annual cost Kieran is, is about 1.6 million euros so each call out is costing about 3,500 to 3,500 euros and we're totally charity funded at the moment probably in time we would like some government support but we do feel you know this doesn't have to be have to be a totally state funded operation you know there are plenty of examples where, where local community funded funded services you know work very well as I said it, the model mirrors very very closely very successful operating models in Scotland and, and Wales you know we do need that money Kieran, and uh, so that's one of the core groups we're campaigning looking for money and we're starting this week mm. is the agribusinesses of Ireland as you mentioned at the top of the at the top of the show it's staggering what you said that you responded to almost 500 calls in a year that's a huge number and then to hear that the large majority from them are 40 from an agri and farming point of view are from farm accidents that's a staggering statistic and really it shows the importance of this air ambulance service yeah absolutely absolutely Kieran. you know obviously the organization works closely with with the farm safety people as well you know to highlight the last thing any farm wants to see is is one of these air ambulances you know visiting the farm so obviously precaution is is the first step there is an inevitability and unfortunately as you say 18 percent of, of of the call outs made this year so far have been farm related mm-hmm. you know so farming is a dangerous yes. a dangerous occupation of course you know as as you know Kieran, you've been yeah. involved with this for you know for all your working life and uh, it is it is one of the one of the more dangerous occupations mm-hmm. and unfortunately when a farm accident happens it's very you know in a remote rural mm-hmm. area uh, far from far from the, the critical care centres in Ireland, you know. Yeah. So, as regards the agri business and the appeal that you vote, everybody involved, and particularly down here in War from the South East, a huge number of agri food companies, both in the hard agricultural feed fertiliser across the board seed companies to food companies and your appeal is for all the agri-food businesses in the region come and support how can they get in contact with the Irish Community Air Ambulance uh, organisation yes over the next number of days we'll be, be writing to them all Kieran we'll be putting out our proposal and we'll be encouraging them encouraging them to you know to respond and to reply to us it will be a process over yeah. the next over the next number of days Colin fair play to you and all involved as a member of the board of the Community Air Ambulance I think it's it's a fantastic initiative. I'm delighted to hear the success you're having. And indeed, I know the agribusiness and food business won't be found wanting to support this crucial organisation. Indeed, as you say, at a cost every year, one point, almost 1.6 million, it, it, the money is badly needed. Colm Eustace, thanks for taking the call. Best of luck with the Irish community or ambulance and keep in touch with the ongoing uh, fundraisers and we'll only be delighted to promote. And thank you very much, Kieran, uh, for having us on the show. And before I go on the racing front, good week again for local Warford Connections Cross Channel. Dungarvan Bond trainer Dennis Coakley had a nice winner during the week at Windsor while as that young man again Dungarvan rider Trevor Whelan who's on a great run at present Trevor had a winner earlier in the week when he had a lovely winner at Chester and followed up with a brilliant double at Bath uh, during the week as well so well done to Dungarvan jock Trevor Whelan
and keep up that great form cross channel also good news on the home front the 2021 Godolphin Stud and Stable Awards were announced earlier in the week very prestigious awards with two awards going to Warford Emmett Raher head led at Henry de Bramant Stable he captured the Horse Care Award a brilliant achievement for Emmett while the Race Course Award is chosen by the Irish Stable Staff Association it went to Tremor who were commended for the huge effort to mark the track to facilitate and support stable staff during the COVID-19 pandemic so well done to Owen Bourne and all the hardworking staff at Tremor and the directors as well fabulous achievement for Tremor well done to all involved well that's it for this week's program once again my thanks to Ollie and Sean for all their help in putting this week's program together so stay safe keep up the protocol and hopefully I'll have your company again same time next week. Farm View with Kieran O'Connor on WLR. With GlanviaConnect.com, Ireland's biggest online farming shop and more. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.